Welcome to the Katie Flea Show, where we talk about how to level up on all areas of your life, including fitness, business, mindset, and relationships. I'm Katie Fleece, busy mom, wife, longtime entrepreneur, and coach who has worked with thousands of people across the world, leading them out of the depths of their frustration and into their greatness. Whether you are an entrepreneur who is ready to build and scale the business of your dreams or someone who is ready to get in the best shape of your life, make sure to listen in and visit the show notes for all of the ways to join me for free. It's time to get out of your own way and unlock your highest potential. All right. I am so excited to welcome my next guest, Miss Jamie, all the way from New Jersey. Jamie, how are you? I'm amazing, Katie. How are you? So good. <laughs> I am so stoked to have my audience listen to your message today. It's going to be a powerful one. That's for sure. So before we dive in, like, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. I mean, well, how far back do you have to go? <laughs> <laughs> how long do we have? <laughs> an hour, right? I don't know. <laughs> so, well, a little backstory about me. I'm a mama of three. Um, my oldest is 10. My middle daughter is eight. And then my youngest boy, I finally got my boy. He's 15 months. Oh my gosh. So, mama of three. And I also have a little fur kitty cat, fur baby and a partner. Uh, I've been with my partner, gosh, for two and a half years. And it was kind of crazy because we met at a Tony Robbins event. Oh my gosh. How cool. With Destiny during COVID. He had Tony Robbins had this virtual event called Date with Destiny. Yep. And obviously it wasn't in person because everyone was, you know, yeah. court at that point. But we kind of were rebels and we attended this retreat house in Florida because Florida had no rules. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so met him there inside of this retreat house and it really was a date with destiny. And so a little bit about me. Um, now, today, I'm a transformational strategist for female entrepreneurs. Really, why I dove into this specifically was because I lived a life of severe trauma um, from two drug-addicted gang member parents to life of just craziness. My entire life was just trauma after trauma after experience after experience. And I remember getting to my adult age when I was married with two children at the time. And I was in this place where I was just so unhappy and I really didn't know what I was going to do. I was at the end of my marriage. I didn't have a college education. I dropped out of high school and I had really no choices in that moment that I thought uh, could, could think of. Mm -hmm. and so I remember again, being at the end of my marriage and deciding something had to change. And obviously we know that out, outdoor circumstances, outside circumstances don't change until we change our inner circumstances. Mm -hmm. And we believe that we have the resources, right? And so I decided to dive super, super deep into personal development. And from there, everything changed. And so because of my love for personal development, I I, I was like a junkie. I swear. I was so obsessed with personal development that I was like, I've got to share this with the world. And it started off with a couple of social media posts and people were hooked. I mean, they knew my small town knew um, a little bit of my story. And so when I became public on my story, it was like I had such an awesome army of people supporting me through the process and, and wanting to hear more and also wanting to hear how I overcame it. And so um, 
that started and really just transpired into something beautiful. And so from there, I went on to learn more about transformation and um, learn more different and a lot more different modalities to support the process of transformation for other people. Um, And so that's how it all started. Wow. Mm, Wow. So cool, girl. And I know a little bit of your story and it's just, it's so inspiring. That's for sure. Um, So today I want you to weigh in on like how our lives reflect our values. So I'm just going to let you take the stage here, girl, and you do your thing and talk to us about all of the things. So I want to touch on a couple of my clients actually, because when we don't know our values, we really don't know how we're operating. And when we don't know how we're operating, we don't know what's important to us. And of course, when we don't know what's important to us, we are not sure what steps to take, right? And so, so many times clients come to me and they're like, my whole business is up in shambles and I don't know what's going on. And so I'm like, okay, well, what's important to you about business? And they're like, money, I don't know what's important to me about business. And so what we do is I take people on a value solicitation. And so we actually get to the unconscious programming of their lives in business specifically. And so things are compartmentalized. Our values are compartmentalized. And so when we think of our relationships, when we think of our careers, when we think of our families, when we think of our health, all of these different values are are compartmentalized and they're different in each area of life. Mm -hmm. So it's so important for people to understand their values, let's say in career or in health, and especially in your case, right? When you're working with people, you want to help them to understand their values so that you can meet them where they're at at all times. Yeah. So I've had clients come to me, like I was sharing, and they would express that they weren't sure what's important to them about business Mm -hmm. and they wouldn't understand the order of their values because that's also important. And so when we break down our values, we understand how someone thinks. And so as an example, for myself and in my business, for a long time, safety was one of my highest values in business. And if you're constantly feeling like you need to be safe in business, and then you're also wanting to scale business, that's two opposite things. That's two opposite programming. So you can't be safe and scale business, right? Mm. And for so long, I actually hindered my success having safety being a top value. And so what happened was whenever I would succeed, I would then pull back because of fear of losing all of the money that I made. And so I would actually sabotage my own success and I would sabotage my income. And I would keep myself just making enough to get by. Maybe that'll resonate with some of your people. Maybe that'll resonate with some of your people who have had past experiences of trauma. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they realize that if they lose too much weight, then they would be found attractive. Mm -hmm. And that would then trigger their childhood programming of not being safe. So then they put the boot back on. And then they stay safe because then if they're overweight, then people won't find them attractive in their programming. And so when that's a value, when our values interfere with our greatest purpose and our greatest intentions, sometimes our values are there to keep us safe when we actually want to succeed and win in life. And so it's hurting us versus supporting us. 
So it's a little bit about that. Do you have any questions about what I just shared? <laughs> no, but, oh my gosh, just listening to you. I've never heard anybody say it like that, but you you explained it beautifully. Like, and even what you said in business, like I want to be safe, but I want to scale. Well, those are two totally different things. They're, they're on two totally different opposite ends of the spectrum here, you know? Wow. And I feel like a lot of people just listening to this are going to be able to resonate with what you just said. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think here's the biggest thing, our belief around our values too, because there's so many times where I have people come to me and one of their top five values is financial security, Mm. but all of the reasons why financial security is a value for them is actually something called the move away from. So there is a move towards, and then there's a move away from. So that financial security could actually be just baggage. Like, I don't want to be broke. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to be in debt anymore. I don't want to have my bills piling up. I don't want to be able to um, not travel. Mm. Those are move away from. Like you have to, if I were to tell you to not think of a pink elephant, you would have to think of a pink elephant before you tell your mind to not think of the pink elephant. But then that pink elephant is stuck in your brain and you're like, get this pink elephant out of my mind, right? Yeah, thanks a lot for that. Right, yeah. So that's the same thing when we're thinking about our move away from values. Successful people, they don't think about how to stay not broke. (laughs) They think about how to get even more rich. Mm. They're like, how do I duplicate my income? How do I grow from here? They're not thinking, gosh, I'm struggling. How am I going to make more money if I don't have it right now? They're not thinking about what they're struggling at. They're thinking about how to win. And so that's the difference between a move away from and a move towards value. And so for people, when I'm eliciting their values and I'm asking them what's important, and if I notice that the majority of the, the areas that they're saying are important, let's say about financial security, if they're saying, well, I don't want to be broke. I don't want to struggle. I don't want to worry. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to. Then we're putting on what they don't want. Then we've got baggage there. And then we can also realize why they aren't succeeding. And so normally when we witness, um, quote unquote baggage or limitations in that area, then we realize that there is a limiting belief that is keeping them from actually succeeding. And so when we get to the limiting belief and we can release that through reframing and um, forgiveness practices and through just understanding our programming, when we release that, they will have a greater chance in succeeding and rewriting their story. So then they'll go from, I don't want to be broke to, I am excited to succeed. I'm looking forward to receiving. I can't wait. I, I desire right? They have a better possibility of succeeding when we can focus on our values and we can understand that our values are our core drivers. They, they rule everything. <laughs> yeah. So you're really just changing the language there. Yeah. I mean, it's changing la- uh, language and it's also changing the references because mm-hmm. when we're understanding childhood, so many children have these references of money doesn't grow on trees, money is hard to come by, there's never enough. And when we understand that our entire childhood, we've been brought up with these beliefs, that becomes truth. We take other people's limitations as truth. 
And, you know, even in the health where it's like, oh gosh, you look just like your, your aunt Sally. And you look at aunt Sally and aunt Sally is obese. That becomes an unconscious programming that you too may look obese. So then you live your life feeling like different. You live your life feeling like Aunt Sally. You start to put on the weight like Aunt Sally because somewhere in childhood, you've been programmed to believe that story, that truth. Wow. And you know, it, it's funny hearing you talk this way because I literally was just having this conversation with someone yesterday and you're exactly right. Even from a financial perspective, uh, like for instance, my husband and I, we grew up poor. I mean, we didn't have a pot to piss in, you know what I mean? And so even when we got married, we were so poor. We struggled. I mean, literally it was like every other day we'd get, you know, a letter in the mail that these bank drafts, you know, we overdrafted or whatever. And it's, it's interesting to see that play out even in our adult life. And like, just hearing some of your language, like money doesn't grow on trees. Oh my gosh. How many times have we been told that, you know what I mean? And, and it's really hard to break that cycle when that's just, it's, it's how you were programmed as you were younger, like you were saying. Right. And it is. And a lot of times people don't even witness that they have this program. They just think that it's normal. They think that everybody has this program and it really is what's separating those who succeed versus those who don't. You have to first believe that it can be different. You have to first believe that if you are programmed from such an early age with these limitations, it is now your responsibility now that you are aware that you can change to then fix it, to then shift it. Because your limitations are your own stories, but your stories can always change. You can always change the chapter. You can always flip the page. Here I am, a child of two drug-addicted, gang-affiliated parents. My dad ended up passing away when I was 18 due to drugs. And two years later, my little brother was murdered by a gang. Here's my story of sexual abuse and severe trauma and seeing everything that a child should never see. But I could have lived in that story but I chose different. I chose to change everything because I no longer wanted to live in the identity. And some people are so attached to their identity that they aren't willing to fight for what they truly want. Because if they're afraid to change the parts that keep them safe and the parts that keep them small, then they're never going to become the version of them that they've desired their entire lives. So many people don't witness that there's such gold within them that if they would just allow themselves to sit in silence for a moment, stay off of social media for a moment, stay off of the television for a moment, enough watching the Kardashians just for a moment, Mm -hmm. idolizing other people's lives for a moment, they would be able to witness themselves once they do the work, right? Because sometimes some negative stuff is going to come up. My own negative stuff still comes up sometimes. And guess what? you face it head on. You don't, you don't run from a storm. You go right through it. You get through it faster. And so when you look in the mirror versus looking in the window at everything else, and you look in the mirror at yourself and you say, is this how I want to live the rest of my life? If the answer is no, you got some work to do and that's okay. We all got work to do. I'm raising two hands on the amount of work I get to do. Right. But that's power. When you do the work, you succeed. 
When you do the work, you grow. And when you do the work long enough, you become more resilient. Where those negative moments or those downfalls or those moments where you feel like you're not succeeding or winning, those only last a moment because you remember who the fuck you are and you keep going and you keep leaning in. Yeah. So what would you say to somebody then who keeps, who almost like refuses to change? I don't know if that's the right verbiage, but like, you know, they say that they want all of these things, like whether it's weight loss or financial freedom or whatever, but yet they keep falling back into the same old patterns over and over again. And then they never end up getting to their goal. What would you say? Like, what do they need to focus on first? Is there like one thing or 10 things or what would you say to them? Well, here's the thing. People don't change unless they feel compelled. Mm. And so you can always lead a horse a drink, but you can't make it. Mm. Right. You can always lead it to the water, but you can't make a drink. And what I've realized is even from my own experience, you know, my partner is amazing and he means so well, but sometimes he'll tell me something and I'm like, I don't really want to take your advice right now. Yeah. I don't want to take your advice. I don't want to. And so for those people specifically, they just might be in a journey where they are not willing, even though they say they want to, they are just not willing to call out their own bluff. And And they have that. They haven't associated enough pain. So Mm -hmm. people do things based off of two reasons, for the pleasure or for the pain. And if they haven't hit the threshold of pain, they will not change. So me, when I was a single mom, two kids, $48 to my name, I hit enough pain Mm -hmm. change. But if I was comfortable financially, I I can't say that I would have changed. Mm -hmm. I can't say that... I would have been in, a, had enough pain associated to the desire to do something different. So if people haven't associated enough pain to their health, right? And this was me maybe a couple of months ago. You know, I was fine. I looked fine. You know, I wasn't overweight by any means. My belly had a little extra skin, but whatever. I just had a baby. I was going to have the dessert. I was going to have the cheat meal. I was going to have my glass of wine and I was fine. Until I decided that that just still wasn't good enough for me because mm-hmm. I raised my standard. And so I remember looking in the mirror at some, when actually, this is a funny story. We were in Tulum in Mexico and my partner and I took a vacation in the beginning of December. And I remember putting on my bathing suit. I was super excited in Mexico. I was having the time of my life. And I looked in the mirror and I was like, oh, here I am a coach who preaches self-discipline and I'm like four drinks down having a time of my life. And if there's nothing wrong with having the time of your life, there's nothing wrong with a couple of drinks, but my standards that I had for myself were not being met. I hit the threshold of my values. Mm. And so this is why values play such a role. I hit the threshold of my values of what I was willing and not willing to accept in my life and associated enough pain to me uh, being where I was I'm like, no, knowing what I want to do in business come 2023, knowing what I want to do in my health come 2023, knowing the container I must be willing to hold in 2023, this version of me is no longer acceptable for me. So good. And so I got to work and I worked hard and now I feel better 
I feel more confident. I feel stronger. And that's just physically, mentally, I'm tougher. I'm more emotionally resilient. And so that's the point of all of this. Once you hit the threshold of pain versus pleasure, you have to associate enough pain to why you aren't changing and enough pleasure to why you must. Mm. That is why people don't change is because they haven't associated enough pain and enough pleasure to why they must. So it's like they're too comfortable, like too comfortable, like they're good because nothing bad will happen if they don't. Mm. And just like, they're fine. So why do they need something great? They start justifying. Well, why do I even want the bikini body? I mean, like I only want the bikini body because like, I just want to look good with my bathing suit, but that's not as important as like going out with my friends and having a good time. Mm. I would rather go out with my friends and have a good time. Do you see what I mean? So they haven't associated. There isn't enough pleasure as to why they aren't changing. And so now if you're like, okay, it's not just about the bikini body. It's about the resiliency. It's about the strength. It's about the confidence. When you have more confidence, you can show up in your career better. When you show up in your career better, then you earn more money. When you earn more money, then you feel more valued. When you feel more valued, you're more valuable. Mm. At that point. So when you're associating enough pleasure to them succeeding, then they start to understand that this is important for them to make the change. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. Totally. You know, what's interesting too, is, um, what you just said there is I tell people that all the time, like in the fitness world that, you know, it's so much more than weight loss or, or fat loss or getting toned. You know, I love that word toned. Um, but it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, like it, it's a trickle down effect, right? Because when you start building that discipline and you're, you're like truly proud of yourself and you're, you look in the mirror and you love what you see. And, you know, you've, you've built the, the discipline to go to the gym every morning or say no to certain things or whatever. It's like, it really, truly affects all areas of your life, not just your body. For sure. So I work with clients on four different areas of life or four different bodies of life. I should say it's spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical. Physical is at the bottom of the totem pole. Mm -hmm. Now here's why. If our physical body is not, if our container to house our spiritual, mental, and emotional bodies, right? If our physical container is not good, that means we've got some other alignment stuff going on emotionally and mentally and, and spiritually. So when we're looking at it like that, if your finances aren't good, if your home dynamic isn't good, if your mindset isn't good, if you're, if you're reacting and you're much more emotional than you feel like you should be to things and you're reacting, then we've got some questions to ask. And so when we aren't taking care of our physical body, there's some other stuff going on. We can't access our connection with spirit, whatever form that may be to you. We can't access our, our mental toughness. We can't access our focus or our memory, right? If we are constantly depleting our bodies, health should be the number one focus. And the reason why health should be the number one focus is because how are you going to get up every day as a mother? If you feel exhausted and depleted, and then you're pouring from an empty cup, and then we wake up and we have a cup of a soda or we're chugging down a coffee just to stay alive. 
but then our brains aren't keeping up. So when we aren't taking care of our bodies, our bodies can't house the relationship that we desire. It can't house the connection to spirit. It can't house all of our crazy thoughts. Our thoughts start going haywire and then our emotions start going haywire. So it's so important to focus on these four different body connections. Mm. It's so important. My number one value in health specifically is the mind-body connection. It's that mind, body, and soul connection. Wow. So good. So, and I think a lot of people don't understand that enough. You know what I mean? Like they truly don't see how it does all connect, you know, and it's, you're exactly right. It's like, if you're not happy in your body, there's a lot of other, a lot of other shit taking place, you know, that that's going on that you might not even be consciously aware of, you know what I mean? For sure. For sure. So how would you say, like, how can somebody become like a victor over that instead of, and and no longer be the victim? Yeah. I mean, here's a couple of, of ways of doing it. I would say the number one thing is to gain clarity. Once you gain clarity, you gain leverage. Once you understand your, understand yourself better, you gain leverage. And so if you're gaining clarity on what you desire, and then you also put where you're at, then you witness the gap. And the gap is where you get to decide if it's worth it enough for you to move forward. Whenever I do a brain dump or whenever I'm in my feels, whenever I'm in my emotions and I'm wondering what's coming up for me, I write it all down and I write it down angry. Like I write, I just write it down. I don't try to sugarcoat it. I don't try to add any fluff. I just say, I'm pissed off about this. I am not happy about this. I'm frustrated about this. I'm emotional about this. And I just write everything down. The biggest brain dump I could possibly do just to get it out of my body. And then I look at it. The first thing I try to do is I look at the patterns I'm like, okay, how often do I feel this emotion? How often do I feel this emotion? How often am I feeling frustrated? How often am I feeling sad? How often am I feeling depleted? Okay, what do I have to shift in order to meet my needs? So our life is an accumulation of the needs that we need in our lives that aren't being met. It's the, it's the beliefs, it's our physiology, It's the thoughts, the language that we're associating. And so I would have people take a look at that. So if they're saying, I'm frustrated, when you close your eyes, what's the first image that comes to your mind around being frustrated, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, the image of being frustrated, maybe it's the finances, maybe it's the partner, maybe it's the, the spouse, maybe it's the children. And then you get to choose again. And you get to understand okay, am I actually frustrated about my partner or am I frustrated with myself because a need that I need is not being met? What is the emotion and what is the need? How can you meet that for yourself? Because we can't ask someone for something that we aren't willing to give ourselves first. So how can you meet that need for yourself? And then once that need is met, have that conversation with that other person to make sure that you're both on the same page, whether that is a need, it's a want, or it's a boundary. So many people do so much for others and they don't have the right boundaries in place to protect themselves. Preaching to the choir here because I've 
done this so many times. I give and I give and I give and I give from such a servant heart, but then I forget about myself. I know a lot of mamas can relate to that one. I was going to say how many mamas are shaking their head right now. A lot of mamas can relate to that one. They give to the partner, they give to their children. They're they're a chef, they're a housemaid. They are, you know, the 24 hour nurse. And they give and they give and they give, and then they wonder why they're depleted and they just need time to just relax and rest. I want you guys to put up such strong boundaries around your needs and your wants and your desires and make sure that you are scheduling that time for yourself. So not only do you need to gain clarity, you need to have strong boundaries in place and you need to know what you want. Desire. When you have those three in connection and you're able to to physically see on paper all of the jumbled up mess that you've written down and you're able to see it and you're able to understand yourself a little bit more, you leave room for compassion. You leave room for compassion for yourself. And then when you've done that, I want you to ask yourself If one of your best friends came to you with this list of all of their angry thoughts, how would you love on them? And then love on yourself and then call on a friend, phone a friend, right? Yeah. Call on your tribe. And if you don't have a tribe, go find a tribe. Mm -hmm. Find a Facebook group, find a coach, lean into support. Have someone who's skilled in this. Pick up a personal development book. There are so many free ways of doing this. It's how I had to start. Yeah. Handy dandy Google and YouTube. And I looked up every personal development video I could ever witness in my entire existence at that point in time until I sold my car to hire my first coach. (laughs) So those are probably the first ones that I would share with your audience. For now, there's a lot more, but we'll start a lot more, but, but start with those three and and you're off to a good start. Yeah. You're off to a really good start. (laughs) Wow. So amazing girl. So what would you say to somebody? And, and it might be a lot of the same answer, but like, what would you say to somebody who is just feeling stuck? Like feeling just, you know, I feel like we've all been there. Like, man, I'm just stuck. Like I want all of these things. You know, I have all of these goals. I have all of these desires, but it's like, I just feel like I'm, I'm, I'm never getting anywhere. Like, what would you say to somebody who wants to get unstuck? Yeah. I feel like there's so many series of questions that I would take them down first, just to understand what they feel stuck in. Mm -hmm. So if this was just like the overall stuckness, right? The reason why we're stuck is because the questions that we ask ourselves. So get very clear on what you're asking yourself. Are you asking yourself a limited question? Because if you're asking yourself a limited question, you're only going to get a limited answer. And we are never out of resources in our lives. We're just out of resourcefulness. So if you've asked a limited question and you've limited an answer to then spiral you down into the stuck emotion, then you've just eliminated your resources mentally. Mm. So if you ask yourself a series of positive questions, like instead of why am I this way or why am I stuck? You can start asking yourself, what do I need right now? Mm. How could things be worse? Because if you say, how could things be worse? Then you're actually giving yourself a little bit of leverage and knowing that you're not that bad right now. Right. You've kind of pulled yourself out of the hole. 
Then after you've asked that, then you're like, what do I need right now? I need sleep. I need to pick up a book. I need a bath. Whatever that is in that moment, great, honor that. And then once you've asked that question, you can begin to trickle out and get very clear on other questions that you may be needing in that particular moment. Like, okay, how could I increase my sales in less time? How could I stay focused on this goal that I have in my health instead of, you know, getting stuck every time? How could I go achieve this versus this? And then pull yourself out of the hole. When we pull ourselves out of the hole by the questions that we ask, that is the first chance for you to get unstuck. Now there's a caveat to this. If there is a limiting belief that is blocking you, then sometimes it will keep you stuck. You know, I had somebody come to me recently and they're like, I want to show up in life and I'm really excited to show up in my business, but I'm actually afraid to be seen because of childhood circumstances and childhood things that um, used to be instilled in me that said, if I show up and I'm seen that I'm unsafe. Mm-hmm. So no matter what someone tells you to do, because you don't feel safe in showing up, it'll actually keep you in showing up, right? And so in that moment, we then have to deal with the belief and we then have to rewrite the story. We then have to see the opportunity versus the disadvantage. We then have to associate enough pain and enough pleasure to why you must. Does that make sense? Mm, Totally. Just a series of questions, then you can pull yourself out. But if it's a belief, we've got to go back to pain and pleasure. Mm. Yeah. Would you say that, and I feel like I see a lot of this and you probably too, but I, I see a lot of this in the fitness world, um, you know, working with weight loss clients or whatever. I also see it in the business world too. People like just wanting to burn their business to the ground and, and they quit. And I see a lot of people quit and throw in the towel when shit gets hard. Mm-hmm. And so because of that, like, where would you, it's obviously a much deeper issue, but I also feel like a lot of times we're kind of programmed to just quit when it, when it's hard. What would you say to that? Choose your hard. Oh, so good. Simple as that. Choose your hard. It could either be hard to struggle for the rest of your life, or it could be hard to know that you threw in the towel to your dreams. Now, when you threw, throw in your towel to your dreams and your purpose You've just told the universe that you are not worthy of that purpose that you were designed and the only person designed to fulfill that purpose in this life. You've got to choose your heart. Relationships are going to be hard sometimes. Parenting is going to be hard sometimes. And you think for a freaking moment your business isn't going to be hard. You're out of your damn mind. It's going to be hard. You are going to want to rage quit your business sometimes. Yep going to cry. You are going to scream. You are going to wonder if this is the end of the road for you. It's part of the game. How bad do you want it? What are you willing to do to get to the other side? When we've been raised in a society that has been forced on limitation after limitation, you have to be willing to believe and, and expand beyond those constraints. If you aren't willing to ride the test of time, you aren't willing to see the fruit of your labor, period. Yeah. So good. Choose your heart. Choose your heart. 
because both are hard. Like, <laughs> is anything really in life easy? Like, probably not, you know? Here, but the only reason why it gets easier is because you get more resilient. Exactly. Stronger. The small stuff are easy now. Those yeah. things that you used to think were mountains, right? Like not getting the likes and the follows and no one signing up or people saying no or no one signing up for three months, four months. Then you got one person and then they hit you with a refund and you're like, what the heck? I'm failing. I'm not a good coach. I can't do this. People aren't liking me. I got my first hate message. Like all of these things will stack up. But again, how bad do you want it? Yeah. Choose your hard because it's just as hard I will speak to this struggling with no money to my name. It's just as hard going to a nine to five, knowing that you don't even like it. You can't even stand the people that you work with. It's just as hard. Exactly. Do it for yourself and for the mission. Or do you want to do it to just be another Joe Schmo who's settling, who's living life in autopilot? What do you want? Mm. Yeah. And I've said that to, to my clients in the weight loss space too. It's like, listen, nobody ever said getting fit was easy. You know, nobody ever said getting toned legs or toned arms or six pack abs or losing 50 pounds was easy, but it's also, you know, it's hard, but it's also really hard to not fit into your, you know, jeans or to have to buy two seats on an airplane or to, you know, walk around carrying, carrying an extra hundred pounds. That is also hard. Hard on the body. That's a lot of work. Yeah. It is a lot of work. You got to choose your hard. So good. So good. Oh my gosh, Jamie. I feel like we could talk for hours. This is so good. Is there anything before we close out here that you want to leave the audience with? Is there any, like anything that's on your heart that you're like, I just got to put this out there. They need to know this. <sighs> I mean, I feel like I said a lot. You and did <laughs> say a whole lot more, <laughs> uh, oh my but God. I would just say that it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what's happened in your life. What matters is what you desire. And it may feel so small right now. Like that little seed, that little mustard seed may feel so small on your heart right now, but I want you to know that it matters. If it's been something on your mind, if it's been a dream of yours, I want you to believe it into fruition, believe it into reality, because that is the only way it's ever going to come true. It's deeper than the physical body, right? It's, it's because you want to create something for your life. It's because you desire more. And I want you to lean into the, what the more may look like for you because it matters. All of it matters. All of it matters. Yeah. And I'm a firm believer too, that it wasn't put there. If you weren't meant to do it. A thousand percent. You wouldn't yeah. have had that desire. Oh, so good. Well, tell us Jamie, where can we find you? Yes. So Instagram and Facebook yeah. both are Jamie Harena, J-A-Y-M-I-E-G-E-R-E-N-A. You can find me on both of those handles and my kids forced me to do TikTok. So I'm just getting into that, but I wouldn't find me there yet. <laughs> what is so funny? Like I will post videos on TikTok. It's actually just my Instagram reels. I just go over to TikTok and post them on there. But it's so funny because I still feel like it's so foreign to me. So foreign. 
it is a different game. My kids I are have- old or, or what? <laughs> I know. My kids will take my phone and they'll post on TikTok. So I'm like, it's not even mine anymore. Like, you know, right, right. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love it. Well, thanks for coming on, Jamie. We love you so much. I, you had such a powerful message to share. And I know that so many people are going to benefit from hearing it from you. Thank you so much for having me, Katie. I appreciate it.